welcome to the Procurement Games Podcast and Open Conversations, where we post the question, is the field ever leveled in our favor? Of course, we are talking about procurement and contracting of minority, women, and veteran-owned small businesses deemed to be the underutilized firms in government and private corporation contracting. So, my name is Arlen Pingle, and I am a proud Filipina-American entrepreneur. I lead Mackey Company, a strategic consulting organization focused on procurement supply chain management. We basically help government agencies and private companies design race, ethnic, and gender-conscious contract policies and procedures. More importantly, we help folks like you build capacity, capability, and sustainability. Now, as I mentioned before, this is not a platform to gripe. We are sharing your stories and experiences, but we also want to share how the system works and more importantly, how to beat it. And if we can find a way to generate solutions that make sense for you, we will do that too. In our studio today is Sabrina Jones, SJC Body Loves founder, CEO, and master product mixer. Miss yes. Sabrina, how are you today? I am very good, Lynn. How are you? I am doing very well. I really appreciate you joining us today. Tell me first a little bit about you, how you came about, the upbringing, the background, the entrepreneur development of Miss Sabrina Jones, and then we'll dive into what is SJC Body Love and what did that journey look like? I am born and raised in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So I am a Miller's graduate. So I am a mom. I'm a wife. I have two beautiful boys, Cairo and Christopher. And before I became a mom, you know, growing up as a child, I was always sickly. So I had eczema, glasses, the dandruff, the the hair, the everything going on. So I was always told, you know, when it came to skincare, that I had to kind of deal with the whole hypoallergenic type of product you know, nothing with chemicals, all of that. I became a teenager. You start getting into bath and body products and scents. I, you know, compromised. And so I would want to smell good and kind of get into my teenage years and feel myself and got a little bit better. And when I became an adult, became married, I got pregnant and I suffered a miscarriage. And so that was really hard. Thank you. I was devastated and did my research. And fortunately, I was able to become pregnant again and so I knew the second time around I just wanted to be able to do more research and just kind of figure out you know what can I do to be health uh, what came with that was anxiety being pregnant <laughs> and just da- daily stressors and you know newly you know married it was a lot and so I could see my body just changing and when I would go to the doctor all the doctor would say was you know congratulations but um look forward to homeopathic methods and I was like homeopathic methods what the heck like I'm not vegan you know bringing that all together I said, okay, I guess I'm not going to get what I want, you know, so I'm going to have to search for it. So when I started to look up what homeopathic methods were, and then that came about of dealing with like the headaches and the sinuses, and I researched like essential oils and things like that, Um, and then healthy pregnancies and things that you could do during pregnancies um, to relieve the anxiety and then the stress. And then I just started playing around with it, and that became a hobby. And so that's a lot of inspiration Mm -hmm. to starting that entrepreneur journey. So Sabrina, Tell me a little bit more about SJC Body Love products. I've heard you talk about the eczema Mm -hmm. and the dry scalp and things like that. So I'm sure our listeners have naturally assumed, you know, that's what you provide, right? They're their interest. So what's the product line about? Mm -hmm. And 
you know, what, what makes it unique? Well, with SJC Body Love, we just create clean, simple, and effective formulas to soothe the skin, ease stress, and we hope that they are a joy to use. So we do manufacture aromatherapy, wellness, uh, skincare products, and accessories. So our main base products are body butters, uh, facial washes, and facial oils. And who's the audience? Who's it directed to? So Is it anybody audience, with skin? Say, hey, if you got skin, you can use it. But yeah. However, my target audience, it is mainly, so it's for those that do have the dry, sensitive skin and prefer like eco-friendly uh, type products, new moms um, to help ease the stress. I do have a lot of clients that have other type of skin type issues um, like lupus or going through certain stages of cancer. So they've found that my body butters have helped. And then also I'm working with other B2Bs like corporate sponsors that deal with corporate wellness, incentive programs, things like that. Give an example. What's in your spa bath? So within our spa boxes, we want to give you that indulgent, bring the spa experience home feel. So you get the body butter, you get the body scrub, you get the essence roller, which is a pre-diluted essential oil roller ball and a lip balm. So that's one of our kits and it comes in three different scents, which is like mirror, mirror. And that's our like uplifting citrus scent. And you get your love yourself, which is a refreshing scent. And then you get your just for me, which is like a lavender lemongrass scent. And then you get our ultimate PS I Love Me box. And that has two of the um, scents that I just mentioned, body scrub, candle, foam wash, you get bath bomb, like the whole ultimate I love some me kind of experience. Face lights up when you talk about your products. I, 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 I just have to tell you, and I, I can't wait it. for everyone to see her <laughs> when we upload our, all our videos uh, on our YouTube channel here in the next months. Uh, but you know, P.S. I Love Me box mm -hmm. has got to be the most awesome some branding mm -hmm. and tagline. Uh, definitely, folks, if you are interested in any of the SJC Body Love product line, go to procurementgames.org. Sabrina's contact information and website information can be found there. Sabrina, what an amazing journey, and holy cow, a lot has happened since you launched in 2019. So what's next for you? My my goal has always been is to be a supplier to, to big retail. So looking to scale with within the next couple of quarters. So I've been working with a co-packer, my fulfillment uh, center, getting everything ready for that next goal. What do you love about being an entrepreneur? When did you realize, you know what, this is this is the one. <laughs> Entrepreneurship, and again, you know, having done several of these podcasts, there are those who strategically, you know, got in it, mm -hmm. who knowingly walked through that door. Mm -hmm. And then the majority of us kind of just jumped off at the end of the boat. Yep, feed me. first. That's me, like throw me that life I'm over here. I'm over here. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I love it because, I'm, you know, bottom line is if I'm going to work for anybody, I want to work for myself. As an entrepreneur, you know, you're starting out. You may still have that full-time job, which I did. And I was always told if you hate it, do something about it. I was putting every effort into pushing my hobby, into making it my full-time. And so how I discovered that I had something was when I was playing around with my formulations to, like, 
like deal with making like products for my hair because I had dry scalp and I hated, you know, in the summertime when it looked like it was winter on my shoulders. So then I would make things like for gifts for friends and, and family. And when they actually started asking me to like make more and it wasn't like a regifting thing. And I'm like, you actually <laughs> want more of this? I'm like, OK, I, I have something here. And so I cannot remember who, but I got invited to participate in a holiday boutique. And I was like, wow. And so I went to my husband and I said, well, I got invited to sell at this boutique. And he's like, really? Like this, like, like stuff? this stuff? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, like buying it and using it on their body. Like besides you guys, you know, strategically of would you go and would you purchase this? And he's like, yeah, let's like, let's do it. And so I had no clue. I had no clue how much to buy, you know, what I would later find out is like forecasting, you know, no clue about the market. And so I went out and I bought tons of jars, tons of product. My husband, I could just see his eyes getting bigger and bigger and bigger as I'm like making all of this product. Stock room getting filled. Like, like stocking it up. <laughs> and I was like eight months pregnant. I ended up having to go on bed rest the day the opening. So thank goodness. So I had the, prepared that backup and it ended up being successful. And then by the end of the day, it's like, you're almost sold out. And I'm like, what? That's the bug. And then we ended up being top selling vendor during that holiday season wow. and we're asked back. So, it's so like, your business model changed. My business model is we're going to be scaling into retail. So currently I have a, do have a brick and motor. So we were able to launch and open a store in the IDS May of this year. It's called Sister co-op and there I co-founded with TNG Designs and then uh, we also brought on some other businesses because through COVID it's about collaboration for sustainability here that partnership and just kind of being there to help um, other businesses be able to grow and and be there and it's a wonderful space I also am going to be a part of the department at Dayton's you know I love hearing women of color and their passion really mm -hmm. resonate we are used to taking care yep. of home and heart and yep. creating things with our hands that are truly designed for us, but mm -hmm. then eventually gets extended to others. And when we see success in that transition, as you're experiencing mm -hmm. now, I mean, I'm always motivated. I'm sure throughout your journey, it wasn't always <laughs> wine and roses. You, who was advocating? Who was supporting you? For, for me, obviously, my husband was so supportive and I couldn't do it alone. And going into the business, I had to make sure that that he was okay with it because having two boys and young and starting a business when you're a solopreneur you are the CEO the CFO the COO the janitor the secretary you know the accountant the everything and so you're running your business you know not just Monday through Friday but every day of all hours and so you're having to really you know figure out what needs to be done figuring out who needs to be on your team and part of that you know, if you have a partner is them. That was the biggest support because I, I could not continue to be doing what I'm doing without my husband. I mean, that he was key. So let's talk a little bit about SJC, Body Loves Employees. How are you including small minority owned businesses mm -hmm. or just minority women and veterans in your business model? Mm -hmm. So with SJC Body Love, we have four employees, you know, knew that we needed a team. I had a store that was opening and wanted to be able to do what we could in hiring, bring a wage. And so we hired and I am actually one of my employees. So I am paying myself and then I do contract um, out 
for services. One of the things that I had to surround myself by was a network, a network of other entrepreneurs that were, you know, either on my level or above because I knew I had to learn because I didn't know anything about what I was doing. I didn't get an MBA. I didn't go to school for this. You know, you're hearing like you just need that one yes. And it was like, where do you find that one yes? And and hearing the same stories and feeling like, okay, I'm not around other women. And the, the information was just flowing and being shared. And it was just like overwhelming. And it was just like, this is how it's supposed to be. Absolutely. This is how you get farther. We're standing on the shoulders of those that were there before us. And we can't be pitted against each other. Because there's not a lot of resources out there, especially capital. We need to be able to help each other out because it could stop you from doing something that could have saved you time and money. We don't all know everything. And I know that if I could have gotten a lot of help a lot sooner, (laughs) I would probably have a lot more money in the bank, a lot less stress. So... And, it, and it's connections. Mm-hmm. It's your network and it's your yes. relationships yes. on being able to go to someone and have direct conversations and yes. that phone a friend or that connection that can open a door for you or at least what I call, you know, sprinkle the magic mm-hmm. dust. I don't claim to know everything, but I know just enough. There might be something that I can contribute to mm-hmm. every single person that mm-hmm. I interact with. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I recall our first... You know a lot. You know a lot. <laughs> but I I recall our first conversation and meeting you and, and learning about SJC Body Love and, and how much it's progressed. What I love about you is you tweaked what you learned mm-hmm. and said, I'm going to make this work for me. Mm-hmm. And if my way worked, let me share it with someone else mm-hmm. so at least they have something to mm-hmm. go off on mm-hmm. and they can do the tweaking mm-hmm. of their own. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, our individualism is what's going to shine in our brand Bam. and in our product. Bam. So with that, I want to shift gears a little bit because you talked about the industry. What's wrong with the industry? What's up? What have you discovered in your journey, Sabrina, that has been a roadblock, has been the challenge? And if if I could wave that magic wand and sprinkle the magic dust, you know, what what would have made it easier or what can make it easier? You know, that is such a loaded question, and I am still trying to figure that out today. All I can go into is the struggles that I've been dealing with, crab in the barrel mentality, where it comes to the sharing of information and just kind of the the pulling of each other down, wanting to kind of pull away from that. So another roadblock that the industry has, the um, access to capital, and what I mean by that is a whole lot. So just in relation to just money, I mean, business needs to run on money. And so as an entrepreneur, um, the application process was so cumbersome. And to me, it just felt like it was that dumbling block, that roadblock. And it's almost like it just prevents you from wanting to apply. So it's either you can't apply because you haven't been opened long enough. Your business is not where the need is considered to be. You know, you don't have all of the documents prepared or ready. What else am I to do? So it just feels like these stumbling blocks are are there and getting access to these funds. And it's like, well, when we get to you, but you know, we have so many others that we have to, to help. So frustrating. And then it's like, if you do get like a contract for services, it's like when you get paid, is it like 30 days? Is it 45? Can it be upfront? You know, being and being upfront and saying, hey, in order to fulfill this contract, I may need 50% upfront um, versus waiting 45 or 60 days on the back end in order for me to be able to continue to stay afloat. And so thank goodness for some of the agencies that have been out here that have assisted 
listed that have been like, you know, social impact or, you know, neon, your agency, which has been magnificent in just teaching us the process in bringing us in and saying, hey, this is how you fill it out and walking us through this and talking for us when we're so exhausted that we can't talk for ourselves because we've been saying, hey, here we are, here I am. And maybe, you know, somebody else coming in and saying the same thing and then looking and saying, oh, well, if that's what was needed, but you know, you should see me because I'm here and walking into the room and I'm almost tearing up. That's been a struggle to where I literally have to just like pack up and say, this isn't gonna work. If you're expecting me to spend my money with you and you can't even look at me as the head of my business, this is, it's not gonna work. And I'm fighting to find capital and money. It's tough. It's really tough. That we're here mm-hmm. and we're still fighting. Right. And, and, and that's the challenge that is out there, right? I mean, the way the policies are written mm-hmm. aren't designed to really purposely include us and we have to unite i think we Mm -hmm. need to not just level set Mm -hmm. ecosystem that while their intent Mm -hmm. is to help i don't think it's just a front i think Mm -hmm. they really do want to help but the execution of how they're helping right the interpretation it's much like us they don't know what they don't know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and they don't know what questions to ask either and we we go mm-hmm. into these roundtable meetings and provide input and you know wave our hands in the air and say i'm here this is what i need but they're still making assumptions mm-hmm. on what access to capital means Means. yes access to capital is not just putting a million dollars in the bank and you can walk up to the atm Mm -hmm. and make a withdrawal Mm -hmm. that's our dream so that there's no hindrance but we also know that there has to be stipulations and regulations because these agencies these Cor- mm-hmm. corporations they've gotten burned because mm-hmm. they just gave us a card access mm-hmm. at one point right mm-hmm. but it's gotten so bad that they have made it about compliance oh my god compliance compliance and if they just took a smidgen mm-hmm. of the compliance off a little mm-hmm. bit i think it would open more opportunities it would. for women and communities of color and and, and veteran owned small businesses I just need somebody to just kick that door down and be like, just, I'm here, I'm here. It's like, I'm just, that's that's the thing. I'm like trying to figure out what is it I'm not saying? What door? Like what? Like what? Well, and it's it's that navigation, yes. right? And faced with all of these opportunities, but we don't really know who's in our own ecosystem. Yes. And sometimes as minorities, we're also... We're at fault. So one of the things that I always think about for our community is that we don't know what we don't know. Right. And we don't know where the help is, and we tend to take the long route instead of Mm -hmm. the short route. And we need to realize that there are resources available, Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's up to us to go in and find out and then capitalize on what's made available. Yes, we have to be comfortable with that vulnerability. And I think that was really hard for me because I mean, even though this took off very fast and I did not know what the heck I was doing, I had to come to grip and be honest and say that because as soon as I said, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, I need help, I got it. 
and I was able to like push through it and I could see like myself going farther but I felt like if I was putting myself out there and asking for it that I was thinking like oh my gosh they're gonna think like oh I don't know what what I'm doing I have no or, b- reason for being I, in business I, I, I have no reason for being in business what is she like what is she doing here and then finally I say well, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know this, this particular piece, but you have made it this far. You need help. You need help. And you need to be honest with that piece and be okay with that vulnerability. And that's one of the things that I try to encourage our entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and you know even our listeners. Mm-hmm. When we look at us being judged and then we judge ourselves, mm-hmm. it's a lose-lose situation, right? It's a tough pill to swallow, mm-hmm. especially when we have to expose our vulnerability mm-hmm. and say we need help. And here's the Thing. This is across all ethnicities. Mm-hmm. There is a vulnerability that women do have, mm-hmm. and sometimes we we play on that vulnerability mm-hmm. and we win, mm-hmm. right? Um, communities of color need to do the same thing. We, we need, need to do the same thing, and we need to stop that crab in the barrel mentality and that competitiveness, and be there for each other. This is a community. We can we can do this together. And if we do it together, it'll be hard for them to say no. Exactly. It's easy to say no to one person. Exactly. Very, very easy, because now it's a sales technique. Right. 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 How many knows to get a yes? Yeah. But if there is a plethora of us mm-hmm. stating the same thing, and I think that's what this podcast is doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I've spoken to several minority and women and, and veteran-owned small businesses. I'm starting to see the pattern. Okay. I'm, lack of a better term, keeping track of the mm. same issues that are arising in the numerous conversations that I'm having. It looks very different. We are giving broad definition because we know what categories they've given us. Mm-hmm. They've given us, okay, here's a list of issues that we hear in the community. Um, pick which one is the most popular and most applicable to you. And then we'll try to solve those. You know, I kind of want to look at what you have done because we can't always point fingers. Mm-hmm. What have you done that's been very successful mm-hmm. to you? You know, point the finger at yourself and say, right. I yeah. should have, could have, would have done it this way. I mean, I should have asked questions sooner. I should have found out what your lane is. If you know that you don't know anything about forecasting, you don't know anything about filling out an application, you don't know anything about government procurement, find out who does. Break down that vulnerability, say I don't know and get that help. So I I wish I would have done that sooner because I was suffering alone. I mean, I felt like I had parts of those pieces and felt like I could just kind of mesh them together and then call up to it and stayed connected. What would you advise our our listeners, you know, who are looking to develop their own products, looking to start their entrepreneurship? Right. So um, when you're looking to scale, especially into big retail, obviously they're wanting to find that particular product that is set apart from the others and then getting that voice out there. And then in this day day and age of, you know, social media and things like that, it, it seems to me it's almost like it's moving away from what my product can do for you. And it's encompassing all of the marketing and the branding and packaging and, you know, those pieces and how many followers do you have and what can you do for me and, um, you know, that capital and that cash flow and your fulfillment and your distribution and and all of those pieces which go into that and your connections and and that's been a really big struggle and so for those that are in that industry for CPG you need to make sure that you're finding a co-packer that's going to be able to duplicate what you do and taking that formula and being able to mass produce it and not waiting until you have that contract and then now you have 10,000 or more units that you're having to produce and I had to look at my time what was more value 
valuable. Answering calls and returning emails or standing behind a register and taking sales or being out there making connections to be able to, you know, get, you know, more contracts and things like that. So you have to know what is worth your time. What is your hourly rate? You know, if it's worth bringing somebody in to do that, do that. What is your time worth as a CEO doing those things differently to buy you back that time? Others, I think building out that, that just that team sooner and then getting out there and not selling myself short. It's all those kind of things that you just have to look head on and just say, okay, what is it that I need? And just surround yourself with supportive people. And I think you, you hit the nail there, valuing yourself. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a million dollar paycheck, right? No. It could be a few hundred dollars. It could just be something that says I am worth this much. And whether you choose to invest it back into your company or spend it on yourself, that's a decision that you have to make. Exactly. One, the fact that you put yourself on payroll. Two, Mm -hmm. you realize that, you know, sometimes the emails, that's not going to be critical. Somebody else can take over Mm -hmm. that or somebody else can stand behind Mm -hmm. that register. That's the beauty of delegation Mm -hmm. because you will make more money for yourself selling your passion and your Mm -hmm. service. Right. So bring that team, bring that infrastructure that can support your growth and allow you to scale Mm -hmm. and you hit the streets because we are our best salespeople. Mm-hmm. But know your worth. Know your worth and stand by it. Don't belittle yourself. Don't lower your price. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. I will refer them to someone else. And then when they are able to, they'll come back. Learn to say no. Absolutely. That's part of that self-care too. Because not every dollar is a good dollar. Elaine, you know, Rasmus, familiar with her from Social Impact. She taught us to say, I do business, not favors. My company, we do give back. And a part of that is the support that I get from the sales of my product because I give back to my community. And we we do more than 2%. Absolutely. And I think the fact that you have a give back model, mm-hmm. right, speaks volumes and should waylay any conversation about can I get a deeper discount. And with that, Sabrina, I really want to thank you for joining us today and sharing your story. And for those of you who love body products like I do, I encourage you to visit SJC Body Love. I'm sure there is a PS I Love Me box for you or a gift that you can purchase for someone over the holidays. Just some closing thoughts regarding today's episode. I encourage our listeners to keep an open mind when you prepare to launch your product or service. It may seem like there's a lot of competition out there, but don't let that distract you. Keep away from the it's been done before so it won't work mentality. Know your value, your worth, and your time. But most importantly, build and rely on your network filled with folks that can definitely elevate you. I have definitely learned more about the body care industry. I am sure Sabrina's experiences resonated with some of you. Should you be ready to share your stories of success and how you prevailed in the procurement process, know that there are listeners out there who want to hear what you might say and perhaps it will help them. So contact us at procurementgames.org. Next week, we hear the story of Paul Edland of J. Benson Construction and his strategy of approach in the world of general contracting, the union, and more. To our listeners, thanks for tuning in. And remember, don't just go after that low-hanging fruit. Look up and see the rest of the tree filled with ripening fruits. Strive for that, my friends, and the strategy for the win. Until next time.